You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Good morning or good afternoon now and welcome to America's Web Radio. It's time for one of our favorite veteran shows and that's Remembering Desert Shield and Desert Storm. And we have Philip Forsberg on the line and he's going to be talking about Actually, uh, Phil does a lot of work with the DAV, and we decided today that uh, we'd talk about that and uh, disabled American veterans. And unfortunately, we uh, there are a number of them, and uh, we want to talk about it. And uh, hopefully, uh, this will be the start of something else. And that's. Uh, we, we want to work with the veterans and let you know all of the benefits that you have just as a veteran. So with that being said, let's uh, take our one little moment that uh, we honor all of the veterans that are needing prayer right now. And uh, if you go to our website, americaswebradio.com, you'll see a J. Roy Ritchie Memorial prayer line and that's a veterans prayer line and if you know a veteran or or have a friend or you need prayer just uh, fill out the information we don't use your your uh, email address for anything other than correspond between the radio station and yourself and um, just send in a name and we'll be glad to put it on the air and and uh, have a number of veterans that listen to the show at all different times. Not everybody's listening as we're doing a live show, so they pick it up and play it uh, as an archive, as a podcast uh, down the road. They may be traveling for that matter. But anyway, we're just going to take a quick, probably just a 30-second spot and um, remember all of our veterans and how important today it is that... uh, we keep a strong military and the right folks in the right positions. So with that, we'll be back in 30 seconds. Amen. Okay, Phil, how are you doing this morning? I'm doing great, David. Happy New Year. And Happy New Year to you, sir. And, uh, you know, it's, I don't know, I, I, uh, everybody is seeming or seem to be very ready to flip that calendar over. And uh, I hope. I hope that does. I hope it does good, and we're we're rid of 2020 and into new prosperity and great things going on. So, you were you were a pilot in the in the, basically in Desert Shield and Desert Storm, and when you when you got out, what what brought you into the DAV? <clears throat> well, um, 
my story is a little unusual. I uh, I quit the army uh, in '92 after 10 years uh, in the army. Um, they were having a buyout. Everybody wanted their peace dividend after the war, and uh, I thought it would be a good time to, to get out and start a civilian career. Uh, and I did not file for disability at that time. However, uh, subsequently, I got called back to active duty three more times, and uh, I finally retired from the Army in, 19, or in 2011. <clears throat> and uh, after 29 years of both active and reserve component service. And uh, so uh, it was at that time that I did file for a number of conditions that I had. And, um, uh, you know, having worked in D.C. and knowing how government works, uh, I knew that uh, a strong advocacy was important. So I uh, took some of my retirement money and... uh, applied it to a life membership in the DAV. I actually never uh, went to any of the meetings until uh, uh, just about two years ago. I started going to the meetings and uh, began to get very involved. In uh, the recent past, what have you seen as far as changes? Is it is it uh, better to work with now than it was uh, yesterday? Well, uh, I assume you're talking about the VA, the Veterans Administration. Um, It was uh, when I filed for my um, disability, uh, the adjudication of that took about five years. Wow. Um, And uh, that was the norm at the time. And these days, it's down to about one year. And... uh, I would say uh, our government uh, in recent years has been very diligent about taking care of veterans. And uh, so, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a lot better these days. Um, and I would like to encourage anybody who is uh, a veteran uh, or uh, of any service uh, who served... Uh, either in peacetime or in conflict, and uh, may have served uh, primarily in the Guard or Reserve. Uh, If you have uh, questions about your VA benefits, you can uh, talk to a service officer at the uh, Disabled American Veterans or uh, any number of veteran service organizations that are out there. The uh, American Legion and VFW are uh, also uh, some of the primary ones. Um, but if you contact them, their local chapter or post, you'll you'll uh, just ask to speak to a service officer, and uh, they can uh, outline the process for you in getting your benefits. And I would like to point out that... Uh, the law has given veterans, qualifying veterans, uh, benefits in education, in home loans, in health care, disability compensation, uh, and even uh, for those who are very indigent, uh, can get a pension from the VA as well. Wow. You know, there's so many 
questions that and it in fact it's impossible to paint all veterans with one brush everybody has their own story their own this or their own that and it's tough enough for the veteran he or she himself to know what's available much less the family members and I guess, would you say one important thing that a veteran that might be listening can write down and let his family know to, if something happens to he or she, that they can call the same, the VA or whatever, and ask for a service officer? Is that correct? Yeah. Well, the VA doesn't have service officers. Uh, It's the service organizations. Okay. Uh, so, uh, you know, the VA is a—it's a good organization, but it's you know it's a government bureaucratic organization that uh, is there to administer the benefits. But they don't really—they're not really resourced to help guide you through the process, and that's where your uh, veteran service organizations come in. I would say to any veteran out there um, that if, if nothing else, you need to make sure that your family has a copy of your DD-214 uh, and if you're a veteran, you more than likely know what a DD-214 is. It's your complete resume of service in, all rolled up into one or two pages and um, that is a document that can and will establish uh, your veteran status and your eligibility for benefits. And um, I would say to veterans out there, you should really consider applying for these benefits uh, in advance and while you're living because if you precede your spouse, uh, this will make things a great deal easier on them uh, when you're gone. And uh, a lot of veterans tend to be very selfless, and that's the nature of things. And it's admirable, and it's it's good, and I applaud that. But uh, you shouldn't you shouldn't be selfless uh, when it comes to your uh, getting benefits for your family. And you know, a lot of this has changed too. Um, for just as you mentioned. ARs and NGs, and uh, there was a time that reservists were basically not recognized at all, and now they changed the terminology to uh, veterans that, uh, like Vietnam um, era veterans, and I don't know if they're going to, they won't say the same thing about uh, Desert Storm or Desert Shield, because many of the ARs and NGs served on active duty, so they certainly qualify as full-blown veterans. Yes, uh, we did bring a lot of, uh, of Guard and, and Reserve folks with us when we went to uh, Desert Storm. Also, uh, you know, over more recent conflicts, the, uh, the Guard and Reserve have played very uh, important roles and, uh, you know, I really, uh, <clears throat> you know, the, the number of uh, reservists who uh, qualify at, at reserve, and when I say reserve, I mean reserve and guard, 
to qualify for you know the full veteran status uh, is uh, it's quite considerable. And uh, as you mentioned, it, it covers so many areas as well, uh, everything from education or the possibilities of education to uh, uh, I assume that um, only uh, only a reserve of the that served on active duty uh, is is uh, would have the possibility of uh, having Tricare, right? Yeah, um, so TRICARE, uh, that's the uh, health insurance that covers uh, our active duty uh, troops. And uh, if you uh, if you wind up medically retired with greater than 30% uh, disability uh, coming out, then uh, they'll give you and your family TRICARE for life. Um, but uh, your or your dependents, as long as they remain your dependents, will be covered under Tricare. Um, unfortunately, I've seen a lot of uh, folks that have been separated uh, and uh, have just been given the uh, less than thirty percent, thirty percent or less, uh, just to uh, kind of buy them off on the cheap. Um, and, uh, you know, it's, it's very, I would say, extraordinarily difficult to get that changed uh, once you're separated. Hmm. Um, what, now, early on, uh, for many years, the, uh, the VA wouldn't even talk to you uh, about your benefits until you were uh, completely separated from the service. And these days, uh, as of a number of years ago, the... Uh, They've changed the law, and they'll now allow uh, veterans or service members in their last 12 months of service to uh, to file uh, claims with the VA so they can have what they call uh, benefits of discharge. Uh, so they won't have to wait the five years like I did. Um, and we actually had benefits of discharge uh, when I separated in 2011. It just still took five years. Wow. So, uh, so I was on active duty when I made my first uh, claim. When I was within my uh, twelve months of, of retirement, uh, so I was able to submit that. Uh, but uh, uh, it, you know, if you uh, if you happen to be a serviceman on uh, or a woman on active duty, and you are curious about what sort of benefits might accrue to you? Um, if the VA won't talk to you about it, the uh, you can always call your uh, veteran service organization, the DAV. Uh, you know, find your local chapter, ask to speak to a service officer. They have excellent advice for folks uh, who are uh, preparing to separate, and uh, I highly encourage folks to take advantage of that. And uh, we're going to take a break, let people think about it, and uh, we'll be back with you in just a moment. Hi, this is Rocky Blair, and I hope you'll make plans to join us on January 28th for Warriors for Hope. I'm thrilled to be a part of this virtual fundraiser for St. Jude's Children's Research Hospital and Warriors to Citizen. 
These organizations do so much to support veterans, first responders, and families who have been touched by pediatric cancer. I would also like to thank David Moxley and his show, David's Pick, here on America's Web Radio for supporting Warriors for Hope. And I know you'll want to join in and support this event as well on January 28th. So visit warriorsforhope.events. That's warriors and the number four, hope.events. You can make a gift and reserve your seat for this virtual benefit. Again, that's warriors and the number four, hope.events. Thanks for your support, and we'll see you at noon on January 28th. I'm your host, Dr. Hal. Every week we come to you with the information that you need so that you will be prepared to advocate for your family and for yourselves when it comes to your health care. God forbid we get Ossoff and Warnock in the Senate and the left gets what they want, which is a majority in Congress and the White House. First of all, health care will be more expensive. There initially will be a public option. The government will run it. They will be initially very inexpensive, and it will drive commercial payers out of the health care market. Then the choices will disappear. The only insurer out there will be the federal government, and that's when we get a single payer. And we want to remind everybody that um, get out and vote. Very important. And also want to remind everybody that um, we totally support and work with Georgia Military Veterans Hall of Fame. And Rick White, who is the executive director of it, does just a superb job. And if you haven't visited the Hall of Fame, uh, you need to. It's in the Floyd Building right across the street from the Capitol, Georgia Capitol. And uh, it makes for a great day. They've got a great restaurant. And you can take all day to go through it and... It just, it's absolutely marvelous. And we also want to mention uh, our friend Mike Mazell, who is the uh, president of the Johns Creek Veterans Association in Johns Creek, Georgia, where the Healing Wall has found a place to rest. And that, the Healing Wall was the... Uh, scaled-down version of the Vietnam Wall in Washington, D.C. that traveled all over the country and gave people an opportunity to find friends, relatives, and and heal and put a closure to or some closure to Vietnam. But uh, it's open in Johns Creek in Newtown Park, and uh, we encourage you to go to that, and uh, it'll change your life in many ways and it has for many other people so we'll be back right after this you're listening to america's web radio on the america's broadcast network.com thank you for listening and now let's get back to the desert remembering desert storm and desert shell and we've got retired colonel forsberg on the line with us and um phil it's all yours well uh, you know, uh, one of the things that I, I wanted to talk uh, about today was uh, well, some of the things to which uh, our veterans that were uh, our service members at the time were exposed to uh, in the Gulf War. Um, there were, um, of course, everybody knows about, or maybe they don't remember, the, the oil wells fires uh, created a great deal of smoke, um, and that 
has some uh, health implications. Uh, in addition, uh, a lot of the, the waste that we had, both human waste and uh, our other waste, was uh, subject to burning. Smoke from that uh, exposed folks to some uh, hazards. Uh, then there was, uh, you know, certain things like folks don't like to think about it, but uh, the, the A-10 uh, Warthog that fired all those rounds out there, uh, their 30-millimeter cannon fires depleted uranium rounds, which uh, can have some health effects on the folks that were on the ground or the folks that worked with it. And then uh, there's also the... Uh, uh, they gave us uh, these uh, nerve pills to take. Uh, we were instructed, ordered to, to take this uh, nerve medicine while we were there. And uh, you know, uh, all you have to do is pop on the television late at night and hear all the lawyers talking about uh, uh, unexpected side effects of medications that have gone out there and. Uh, I don't know what the effects of these were. Uh, they were insecticides used, and then uh, at one point, they ordered us all in uh, to the clinic and uh, gave us a uh, an inoculation uh, for some sort of uh, biological agent. I'm not sure what it was. When I asked, they told me they wouldn't tell me what was in it or what it was for because it was classified. And told me that uh, if I didn't accept the uh, inoculation, I was subject to court-martial. So I took the inoculation. All sorts of things like that are, you know, uh, introduced to this to the system uh, of these veterans uh, and these service members. Uh, and, uh, you know, any other employer wouldn't be able to do that. And, it, uh, and so when you're working for the Department of Defense there and, and they're ordering you to do this, well then they have the obligation to take care of whatever the consequences are of uh, what they've instructed. So uh, I would suggest if you were uh, an, uh, deployed to the Gulf for that, uh, that purpose, uh, the the Veterans Administration has what they call a Gulf War Registry. And uh, if you can just go on the, the VA uh, website, va.gov, and uh, look to find Gulf War Registry. If you are a Gulf War veteran, I would highly encourage you to join the Gulf War Registry. They'll give you a physical exam. Of course, there's no cost to any of that. But... Uh, this, uh, this registry is quite useful because uh, they wind up uh, getting a database of uh, what are the things that were caused by those exposures. And uh, if you can, I think most folks are familiar with the Agent Orange registry uh, that happened uh, during the Vietnam War. Uh, soldiers, well, all service members, uh, were exposed to this uh, defoliant uh, they called Agent Orange and uh, turned out to have 
some pretty far-reaching health effects down the line for folks. And so after compiling a database of uh, illnesses that were suffered by folks associated with Agent Orange, uh, the VA has come up with uh, presumptive illnesses. And uh, what, what that means is if you were exposed to Agent Orange or you served in, in Vietnam or certain areas around there, it is presumed that you were exposed to Agent Orange. And uh, if you were, and then you uh, contract or come down with one of these illnesses that's in their uh, presumptive illnesses uh, list, then it's considered a service-connected disability. And uh, they will compensate you for that. And, of course, they'll treat you for that, too, at VA medical centers. Um, so there's a, there's a list of presumptive illnesses for uh, Vietnam veterans. And, uh, and there's actually a list of already presumptive illnesses for um, for uh, veterans who were uh, in Gulf War. Uh, and then uh, there's now uh, another thing for those folks who are still uh, serving in uh, the Middle East, in Afghanistan, in Iraq, uh, in those areas. Uh, they have something called a burn pit registry. So even if you served after Desert Storm, but you served in that Middle East area, you may be uh, eligible to sign up for the burn pit registry, which covers the folks who are exposed to the whatever environmental factors were that came out of uh, burning of, uh, of waste uh, and airborne hazards there. Uh, so uh, there's a Gulf War registry and there's a burn pit registry, and I would uh, highly encourage you guys, uh, if you're uh, veterans of any of those, uh, to sign up. And you can be on the Gulf War Registry and the Burn Pit Registry as well. What this will do down the line is it will help establish a database of of illnesses um, that are common to folks who served in those theaters and exposed to those things. Phil, may I ask you, uh, does this circumvent and and has this sped up i mean it it was ludicrous with agent orange you'd go in and well okay so you served in nam and yada da 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 and they could put people off for years and uh and really not have a answer to what their problem was and finally it came around that well you were exposed to agent orange and yes this is one of the pardon me the um yeah, uh, I don't know how quick, quickly it works. Of course, you know, they want to be deliberate, and uh, they use scientific methods, and then you can introduce some bureaucracy to that. So it's going to slow things down. Um, but uh, they, uh, they're they pretty serious about this. I don't, I don't see a lot of uh, uh, things... Uh, factors against uh, completing this uh, other than the normal bureaucratic and then 
you know, it takes the cooperation, though, of the veterans. The veterans have to have to volunteer to be in this registry and answer the uh, survey questions and, uh, you know, submit to the examinations. So uh, for those of you who have served in these theaters, I will tell you that you'll be uh, providing a uh, further service to your comrades and to yourself and to their families uh, if you'll sign up for these registries. And it's also one of these things, too, that uh, like with Agent Orange, some of the symptoms didn't show up for years. Uh, Everybody is different, and, you know, you may have a problem in two months, and I may not have a problem for two years or ten years, but... Uh, if you're in the registry, it'll s- sort of help take care of all that, doesn't it? <clears throat> yes. Well, the the, uh, the registry helps document uh, things. When they get enough data to correlate, then they'll uh, then it'll be become a presumptive issue. So, <clears throat> like for Agent Orange, uh, uh, the the list has several on there. There's uh, there's Lou Gehrig's disease. There's uh, chronic B cell leukemia, uh, chloracne, diabetes mellitus uh, type two, Hodgkin's disease, ischemic heart disease, multiple myeloma, non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, Parkinson's, peripheral uh, neuropathy. Um, things I can't uh, pronounce, uh, prostate cancer, respiratory cancers, and soft tissue sarcomas. Those are all presumptive. If you have those and you served in Vietnam or or those affected areas, those are presumed to have been caused by Agent Orange, and uh, there are uh, accordingly uh, VA uh, disability compensations for those. You know, I applaud our government for waking up and beginning to really address issues and take care of of the greatest men going and and women, and that's our veterans uh, of all skills, ages, colors, and everything else. And uh, we've needed this, and now we've got it. And I think one of the greatest benefits is the fact that if you – can't get into the VA, then you can go to uh, your own doctor or whatever, or a private practitioner. So, what other uh, VA benefits, besides the medical, what what are some that uh, are really overlooked by a lot of folks? Well, you know, I I talked a little bit about education benefits. Uh, There are education benefits for uh, the veteran themselves, and then uh, there are some that are quite uh, good for uh, veterans. Of, uh, the reserve components have uh, some education benefits. Uh, there's vocational uh, rehabilitation and, and training, and um, there's, uh, uh, you know, trades and stuff that uh, you can get a lot of help uh, in, in the training for uh, certain trades, uh, welding or electrical or uh, plumbing, any 
uh, those trade schools are normally covered uh, by the VA. You have to talk to, uh, you know, uh, a benefits officer can, who can help you guide you through that. And here in Georgia, the Georgia Department of Labor has a very good um, liaison with, with veterans. Uh, they will put, uh, put uh, council veterans about the uh, educational and uh, vocational training uh, opportunities that are there. There are a number of uh, employers out there who are very keen on hiring veterans. Um, Home Depot is one of them. Um, so there, there's lots of lots of help for veterans. Um, there, uh, you know, for those who are suffering from uh, mental illnesses uh, or you know. Uh, perhaps PTSD or whatever, uh, you know, there, there's, uh, there are a number of outfits out there uh, that provide uh, counseling. There's a, an outfit called the Veteran Center. Uh, I know they have one in, in uh, Marietta that does a fine job uh, taking care of uh, combat veterans with PTSD. You know, I've, I've dealt with a few folks who, who have PTSD, and I can assure you it's a very, very real thing. Uh, I can remember being on active duty and, and working with uh, one of my colleagues, and uh, he had come back from uh, a very, very stressful tour in Iraq, and uh, he was uh, suffering quite a bit. And I asked him, you know, to go talk to uh, somebody about, you know, his mental health issues. And he was very, very reluctant. And I had to sit down and say to him, look, you know, if you, if you had gone to combat and, you know, been shot in the leg, you know, or, or you know, broke your leg or something, you know, the Department of Defense would be obligated to treat you. And, and before they would ever release you, they'd have to satisfactorily treat that condition that happened while you were doing their job. And I said, your brain is no different. It, it's an organ, and uh, it, you know it works in a very complex way. But you submit, you subject your brain to the kind of things that uh, you see in combat. And I'm not just talking about traumatic brain injury. I'm talking about just the sort of inhumanity that you can witness uh, on the battlefield. Um, you, uh, you know, you, you damage the brain, and the, and the services have an obligation to our veterans to, to treat that. And there's no shame in it. There's no shame in, uh, in having a, a, a mental disorder that's caused by trauma than it would be to have a, you know, a leg that's got a bullet wound in it. It's not a shame. It's unfortunate. But uh, there's great treatment out there, and uh, I'd like to see you guys get that treatment. Absolutely, and uh, we're going to take a, a break. And we also work with a group called Warriors to Citizens. And are you familiar with them, Philip? No, sir, I'm not. Okay, well, they're, they're putting on a, um, 
a fundraiser uh, the 28th of January. And uh, this is uh, Rocky Blyer has been kind enough to do their uh, spots for him. So everybody listen up and um, plan on the 28th bidding on some fantastic items. We'll be back right after this. Hi, this is Rocky Blyer, and I hope you'll make plans to join us on January 28th for Warriors for Hope. I'm thrilled to be a part of this virtual fundraiser for St. Jude's Children's Research Hospital and Warriors to Citizen. These organizations do so much to support veterans, first responders, and families who have been touched by pediatric cancer. I'd also like to thank David Moxley and his show, David's Pick, here on America's Web Radio for supporting Warriors for Hope. And I know you'll want to join in and support this event as well on January 28th. So visit warriorsforhope.events. That's warriors and the number four, hope.events. You can make a gift and reserve your seat for this virtual benefit. Again, that's warriors and the number four, hope.events. Thanks for your support, and we'll see you at noon on January 28th. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls of all ages, join me, Roger B., every Tuesday at 1400 hours right here on America's Web Radio for the Locked and Loaded Show. We will talk about guns, weapons, ammo, gun accessories, prepping, and so much more. So be sure to join us every Tuesday at 1400 or 2 p.m. for Locked and Loaded on America's Web Radio. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening for listening as a matter of fact and uh want to remind everybody that you gotta get out and vote and uh getting out and vote this time is very important it's always important to vote take the privilege that we have as a free country to vote and use that privilege and it's uh you know we have to keep a strong military and and good veterans organizations and veterans care. And we have a, a very distinct opportunity selection of people this time. So make sure that you get out and vote and vote for the people that will take care of our military and our veterans. So with that being said, let's get back to Phil and uh, talking about the DAV and Desert Storm and Desert Shield. And uh, we always encourage everybody, too, if you see somebody that's wearing a, a baseball cap or something that I served in Desert Storm or I did this or I did that, and you're in a place, uh, airport, wherever you might be, buy that person a meal or a drink or something, and it'll make you feel a lot better than it does them. But thank them for their service and take care of them. We owe everything to our military and anybody that says you can't serve God and serve in the Army at the same time doesn't know what they're talking about. There have been a lot of folks that have gained religion in the foxhole. But at the same token, you know, it's interesting, Phil, that, you know, we have a lot of veterans come in here. And uh, I'm very pleased and and ecstatic about the fact that that they all have their faith and uh, whether it was because of where they served or what they did or whatever it is but they are all good people well it's our veterans speaking personally i i know would you I was, uh, would you agree to that yeah when when i was in desert 
fail. I've got a button pushed down that I shouldn't have pushed down, evidently. There we go. I hit the wrong button. So would you agree to the fact that most all veterans are just really good people? Broad generality, but uh, it certainly uh, elevates a person. Anything that they do that is selfless, uh, you know, it to me, that elevates them in my estimation. Um, and as far as uh, you were talking about faith, I know I did. Uh, when I was uh, in Desert Storm and Desert Shield, I spent a fair amount of time uh, on my knees uh, asking uh, God for his uh, protection and his guidance, uh, protection for our troops. And uh, for whatever reason, he uh, seemed to answer me, those prayers. Well, you know, we all have our own situations and we have to handle them and and like i said if somebody goes to our website and uh they're a veteran and they feel like they need prayer from their brothers other veterans just sign up and send it to us and we'll see that it gets out and uh we've i don't want to say we've had success but at the same token we've had a number of people send their names in and uh I put my name in there right along with them that uh, America's Web Radio can uh, keep doing the job we're doing for veterans, and we want to, and uh, somehow or the other we will. But it all, just like everything else, just like the Healing Wall and the Georgia Military Veterans Hall of Fame, it all takes money to keep going. And uh, we, uh, we respect our veterans, and we want to do... Phil and I talked about another show that we really want to do, or I want to do, that uh, is strictly for veterans. And uh, this has been sort of a precursor to it today of of the the available resources and the available benefits for veterans. You've served us, and it's time we served you. And we are, and it's getting better and better, and I think it will hopefully continue to get better and better as time goes on. Um, Phil, would you would it be a a fair statement? You addressed a little bit of it, but do you know of any uh, honest to goodness red tape cutters? <laughs> well. <clears throat> You know, uh, President Trump did a pretty good job of uh, making things, uh, streamlining things in the uh, in the Veterans Administration. Uh, uh, you know, aside from what he did, you know, in, in putting our uh, armed forces back on track, uh, just taking care of veterans, he, he's done a, a really admirable job. Uh, and there was a time at the VA where, uh, you know, veterans would go and they would need a some sort of condition, uh, some sort of uh, surgery or treatment, and uh, they would get put on a list. And uh, unfortunately, the, the the bureaucratic system allowed for uh, 
the administrators and the bureaucrats at the VA to get certain bonuses if the uh, if veterans could be seen within a certain uh, amount of uh, weeks. Uh, and so uh, what was happening was the, the veterans were getting put on a secret list, sort of a side list, waiting list to get on the list. Uh, and then when they figured they could arrange the treatment within the prescribed uh, period, then they would put them on, on the official list. And these uh, bureaucrats were getting bonuses for uh, you know, seeing having veterans treated in a timely manner, when in fact they really weren't being treated in a timely manner, and uh, that all got exposed and uh, hopefully corrected. Very difficult, uh, but uh, you know, President Trump made some uh, arrangements and uh, uh, some changes to where folks who are guilty of these kind of things can be fired. And which is almost unheard of in civil service. So those were a couple of good things I know of. Uh, they came up with something called uh, Veterans Choice, which allowed veterans to get uh, treated uh, outside the VA system if the uh, if they weren't being able, they couldn't be seen in a timely manner. And uh, since then, Veterans Choice has turned into something called community care and uh, if you're having trouble the VA uh, providing uh, any uh, medical treatment that you need in a timely manner you uh, you can go uh, to your VA primary health care provider and request to be seen on community care um, it's not perfect but uh, it, it, it's a lot better than it was and uh, in, in addition veterans who are in the VA healthcare system, uh, can uh, under certain conditions can get uh, uh, seen at uh, uh, urgent care, uh, like emergency room, etc., and have the VA pick up the tab on that. Um, I know a guy who was in Florida and got uh, bitten on the foot by a shark while in the water and. They, uh, they air evac him to a hospital, and um, the VA uh, eventually picked up the, uh, the tab for all of that. Oh, that, that's great. You know, it's we have to take care of our veterans. That, that, that's all there is to it. Um, they went where many others would fear to tread. And uh, like you said with the... Uh, inoculations uh sometimes it was under orders and sometimes it was by choice and i've mentioned this a number of times that i don't know of a veteran that has been in here for an interview at any age if it was possible if called upon would be the first to rise and say i'll go if not me then who but uh, they're always willing to give and sacrifice and for the love of their country. And we have the greatest military and the greatest bunch of veterans any place in this world without question. And I'm glad that any benefit that a veteran can get, I'm all for it. And that's why we're 
we've got to get out and vote, and I promise we wouldn't get political, but this election is extremely important. You've got one side that says they'll defund everything, and the other side says we should be giving our veterans more and our military more. That we can't, we can't be second in anything we do regarding the military, in my opinion. And um, if you haven't voted, please go vote and look at your choice. So, Phil, I, I, I've just got to ask you the same question. If uh, if our government called, would you jump back in uniform? Well, maybe hobble back into uniform. <laughs> I don't jump quite as high as I used to. But, uh, yeah, I would, uh, of course, uh, I'd have to, right? you got to you got to protect uh, our nation. Yes, and, sir. Uh, it's you know it's important, and uh, I will say that when we take care of our veterans, the work I do, uh, uh, making uh, getting the veterans the benefits that they've earned through their service, um, I look at that as strengthening our nation because. Those young men and women who are considering serving, they're going to examine the track record that our nation has and how it treats its veterans. So living up to our promise to our veterans is an excellent way for our nation to uh, have a ready supply of folks who are willing uh, to, to serve because they know that is a nation that will stand uh, up for their their promises and make good on their promises is a nation worth fighting for. You know, I've said it dozens of times that today's military is an incredible occupation. And it's not just a job. It's not just carrying a weapon. It's not just anything. It's an incredible occupation where you can learn an occupation if you want to. There there are so many opportunities, be it anything that you want to do. If you're a graduating senior in high school or if you've just gotten your degree from college and not sure about which way you want to go, please check out the branches of the military. One of them has something that you're going to find extremely interested in and be just, as they say, right up your alley. And there you go. And it will be the best choice you've ever made. You will make friends like you wouldn't believe and lifelong friends. And then you'll also, depending on how long you stay in, have benefits that are lifelong. And you just can't beat our military today. And uh, I can't, I guess the one other thing that I I, um, I I haven't heard a whole lot about, but it's the what the fifth branch of our military now, the uh, space cadets, space force, space force. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know what that'll eventually look like, but. Uh, I would say anybody who's interested in, in I don't either, uh, cut, but uh, it's edge, part, part tech, of us, I uh, guess now, and uh, should be interesting as time goes on. Assuming that you know, I think one of the biggest mistakes made was when they uh, 
basically defunded NASA because we got we got so much good out of NASA over the years and so much uh, research and technology and some of it's still used today. Some of it uh, may be coming down the road yet to us. But uh, anyway, it's uh, you know it, it's it's always good and the military is always good and certainly. For young people to to join, put their twenty years in, and all of a sudden they can come out and be double dipping, which is great too. And it's a it's a very secure occupation. If I had it to do all over again, I would have stayed in, no question. But sometimes you're uh, you only think you're smart when you're not too smart. But. That's the way it is. Any uh, okay? Let's go back over one time. If okay, say I'm not in a, a, a AFW or a, a veterans organization of any kind, but I can still reach out to their service officer, right? Oh, absolutely. The uh, you know the the benefit that the service officers provide for veterans from these veteran service organizations, they're they're in no way tied to membership or anything like that. Uh, I encourage membership because it's a great way for veterans to uh, reach out and help other veterans. Um, but, uh, yeah, those those services from your veteran service officers of the uh, veteran service organizations, those are available to any veteran or, you know, dependents of veterans. Um you know, uh, talking about uh, Desert Storm and Desert Shield, uh, uh, David, I, I just wanted to mention there. there's a short list of uh, Gulf War presumptive illnesses uh, along that track that we were talking about. I've got it here as uh, chronic fatigue syndrome, fibromyalgia, functional gastrointestinal disorders, and other uh, some certain undiagnosed illnesses. Uh, so if you have those and you served a Desert Storm, Desert Shield, uh, you can uh, talk to a veteran service officer and uh, and maybe file a claim for uh, treatment and compensation for those things. You know, I'd heard of one, or you may have been the one that told me about it, but the one that... Uh, uh, we didn't know going in, or the military didn't know, that um, the water bottles over there, the plastic water bottles that come from Iraq or Iran or whatever, the plastic in them was carcinogenic. And uh, as you would drink a bottle of water, you were also getting some of the spinoff from the, the bottle that you were drinking out of. And uh, they found that out, and uh, they had they had thought that they were they started bringing in importing water from the United States because of we have a a very strict uh, is we grade our our plastic bottles of water, which I never had any idea about, but we do, and that's to keep everybody safe, not just the military, but everybody safe. And uh, other countries don't have the stringent and don't have the ability to do what the United States does. And we live in the best country in the world. And um, 
you don't you don't see a whole lot of people breaking out of it, do you, Phil? But we see people trying to break into the United States. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, like I mentioned the other day on a on a different show, is that if anybody doesn't like our flag, doesn't like our country, doesn't like our laws, and wants to leave, I'll be happy to give them a one-way ticket to Venezuela. And uh, all they have to do is, and they have to sign a contract that says they won't come back to the United States for a minimum of 20 years. I want them to get a real good full dose of what socialism and communism is, and I'll be glad to pay a one-way ticket for them. And I imagine I could get a few other people to uh, donate the same. Well, uh, you know, when you're talking about water, David, uh, there's one other registry that uh, I would like folks to know about. And those, uh, it's uh, Camp Lejeune, North Carolina, um, had uh, had a water contamination problem. uh, And... uh, if you serve for at least 30 cumulative days from August of 1953 through December 1987, uh, you may be eligible uh, for disability benefits for uh, leukemia, uh, certain uh, uh, bladder cancer, kidney cancer, liver cancer, multiple myeloma, non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, or Parkinson's disease. Parkinson's disease, and that would be if you were uh, a veteran uh, that served there on active duty, guardsman, reservist, uh, any service, but it was the Marine Corps uh, base at Camp Lejeune, and so they have their own registry for that. And you can wow. sign up uh, on va.gov for the Camp Lejeune water contamination registry. Now, you know, I'm without a doubt, I'm sure that not very many veterans know anything about that. Is there a is there a place online and everything is done online these days, but is there a place online that you can go and find out? Is there a list of uh, all of this? Yeah, well, I mean, the place to go to look around would be va.gov. Okay. Uh, and But the registries I know of are the... Uh, Airborne hazards or uh, burn pit registry, the Gulf War registry, the uh, Agent Orange registry, and the Camp Lejeune water contamination registry. Well, I want to thank you for joining us again and and look forward to uh, being back with you next week. And you've been listening to Remembering Desert Storm and Desert Chill. And uh, I appreciate what Phil has done with bringing the extra twist in of the DAV. And uh, if you have a disability, contact the VA, and let's get it moving for you. And we'll be back next week with more of Remembering Desert Shield and Desert Storm. Stay tuned for more of the best of America's Web Radio. Thank you again, Phil. Welcome, David. Take care. Happy New Year. You too, sir. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.